At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Keeping our eyes on the Barbasol Championship. Wes has Matthias Schmid in the mix there, trying to get a victory and an invitation to the Open Championship and earn another victory for Wes and the Long Shots crew. Keeping an eye on baseball, talking some NFL about to talk some college football here in just a moment. But what's going on in the golf here, Wes? I saw you pointing at the screen. Is that yeah, your guy in the Yeah, in the he was in the native area and didn't get, <laughs> he got it out of it, but uh, didn't native get area it close equals to, schmutz. Yeah, sometimes. didn't get it close to the green. So now Matty Schmidt, one shot back. He is currently six to one at BetMGM. The two guys at twenty three under both make birdie at thirteen. Trey Mullinax and Kevin Streelman. Streelman plus one twenty. Trey Mullinax plus one fifty. Schmidt at six to one. Adam Svensson currently, I believe at 14 to one he is a uh, 21 under so he is two back and then hurley long with two shots or two st- holes left to play rather 22 under he is currently at 16 to one mark hubbard also at 16 to one just two off the lead so essentially kind of a six guy tournament because all the rest of the pursuers are at like 18 or 19 under probably not enough holes for them so essentially down to six guys and that's how bet mgm has priced it accordingly the Washington Nationals and Atlanta Braves still tied at three apiece. They've gone to the 11th inning, top of the 11th there now with the Nationals at bat. Chicago gets past the Tigers 4-2, to two, the final there. Kansas City, uh, Cleveland avoids the shutout 5-1, to one, but Kansas City wins that one. The Pirates are still leading the Brewers 5-4. to four. Philly and St. Louis still tied at three apiece. Minnesota adds a run. They now lead the, Tex- uh, the Texas Rangers 6-4. to four. Houston still one nothing over the Oakland A's, bottom of the fourth inning there in Oakland. Arizona one to nothing over the Rockies in the bottom of the fourth, and Los Angeles Dodgers put a couple runs on the board in the home half of the first. They are now in the home half of the second inning, and the Cubs were out to a 5-1 to one lead. It is now 5-3. to three. The Dodgers are a favorite on the live wagering money line, minus 120 on the Dodgers in the live market. San Francisco adds a pair in the top of the third in San Diego, now blanking the Padres 4 to nothing and Toronto leading the Mariners 2-1. to one. The final game on your Sunday schedule will be the Sunday night edition of the Yankees and the Boston Red Sox from Fenway Park. Wes, I promised we were going to kick off hour number three with a little college football talk, and 
look at some of these favorites for the Power Five conferences. And we'll start with your Big Ten, your Indiana Hoosiers. They are not the favorite to win the conference. You don't that, say. <laughs> that would be the Ohio State Buckeyes. Now, they are minus 250 to win the Big Ten. Uh, they are plus 350 to win the college football playoff, the college football national championship. Uh, and what are your and then the season win total at ten and a half as well, and you got to lay two dollars minus two hundred if you want to play the over. Do you feel that the Buckeyes are worthy of all that favoritism? I do. And look, they bring back a Heisman candidate, C.J. Stroud, uh, one of the more explosive offenses, even though they lost two first round picks at receiver to the NFL draft, uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. But the guy that's probably the best receiver of the bunch is coming back, uh, Jackson Smith and Jiba. So uh, he's the best of the bunch. They've got plenty of talent. They just keep recruiting. They They don't rebuild. They reload. I know that's a cliche, but you've got you know, five stars pretty much all across the place. Uh, They're going to be able to score a lot of points. The new defensive coordinator, by the way, at Ohio State is Jim Knowles, who comes in from Oklahoma State. And remember how good Oklahoma State's defense was last year? Uh, Usually known for their offense, but they were one of the top defenses in the country. So now with a lot of talent to work with, you look at Ohio State's schedule, first five games at home, of course, Notre Dame. That is going to be kind of the marquee game, I think, of opening weekend, or certainly one of them with college game day, our buddy Chris the Bear Felica and his crew in tow. So you get that. You get Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers. You would expect that Ohio State's going 5-0 and to go ahead and start that homestand in Columbus. Then they go to Michigan State. That's going to be one of the toughies. Really, the two games on the schedule in terms of road games at Michigan State, at Penn State. They're going to be favored in, in every game. Obviously, the game at the end of the season, Michigan, a uh, big revenge spot for uh, Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. So, look, I don't like to lay $2 on a win total, but I don't see two losses on that schedule. And uh, uh, I think maybe I'm trying to think of the way I would bet them. Would I rather bet them to win the Big Ten? Or would maybe, I rather maybe to win? bet them to make the playoff or to yeah. win the national title? And yeah. Get, get some plus money. Because the yes, no on the playoff is minus 255. So, you know, look, there's there's not a lot. I mean, you're going to be laying chalk if you want to bet Ohio State. I mean, look, they're 7 to 2 to win the whole thing. So, you know, what would you rather do? I, I would rather bet the win total and lay the $2 maybe than necessarily win to make the playoff because I just don't see two losses on that schedule. No, I don't either. I think that is probably the safest play, but I would probably bet them to win the conference too because I, I think Michigan will fall off a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they really uh, you know climbed the mountain last year. Not only beat Ohio State, but mm-hmm. made the college football playoff. I think they will regress a little bit the off The Michigan of State game for Ohio State, that sixth game of the season in Octo- early October, is going to show, I think, okay, how for real, and I think that they are, but how for real are Ohio State? Because, you know, Peyton Thorne uh, comes back at quarterback. You get Jaden Reed. You get, uh, you know, good receivers back. Uh, Michigan State, I think they're starting to recruit better. They've really done well in the transfer portal. You know, bringing in some guys on that defensive line, I think that's going to be a big improvement for the Spartans. So that's the that's the potential hiccup, I think, for the Buckeyes. All right, let's move to the Pac-12, because obviously this is a very interesting conference with what has gone down in the past couple of weeks with USC and U, uh, UCLA leaving for the aforementioned Big Ten. USC is the favorite to win the Pac-12 at 2-1. to one. They're 20-1 to one to win the national title. Uh, to make the playoff, they're 4-1. to one. 
Uh, they're over under their season win total is nine and a half, and you got to lay minus 140 if you want to go over that. James and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. I, I think there's going to be a lot of people in the Pac-12 this year that are looking to just lay waste to yep. USC yep. For, for ditching them. Yeah, and no. you think Stanford's thrilled about you know that rivalry you know being ended basically. So I, I think they're going to be gunning for the Trojans quite a bit this year. No, that's a very good point. And look in the Pac-12, I actually think the wrong team is the favorite. I think the Utah Utes should yeah, be the favorite. Agree. to win the Pac-12 because well, I'll start with USC first. Look, they bring in Lincoln Riley. Obviously, a lot of transfers on that offensive side of the football that have proven themselves to be very good players at other programs. That being Caleb Williams at Oklahoma, Travis Dye, the running back from Oregon, the newly added wide receiver Jordan Addison from uh, University of Pittsburgh. So the offense is going to be revamped and they could put up a lot of points and be very deadly. But this is a USC program that's got holes all over the defense. You know, the offense, I think, can turn around immediately with the addition of Lincoln Riley. But that defense, that's going to take a little time. That's going to take stacking a recruiting class or two to really bring in more talent here. So look, USC is kind of the shiny new toy. I hate to say shiny new toy. They're, you know, the most historic historically great program in that conference. But I still think you I think Utah is better. They return about 75% of the offense. They return Cameron Rising at quarterback. And I know that we look at Utah, Brady, as like, eh, they're run the ball, play good defense, tough-minded team, following suit of their coach, Kyle Whittingham. But this is a team that went back and forth blow for blow with Ohio State who had about as as an explosive of an offense as anybody in the country, and they went back and forth the whole game with them. And the fact that you're bringing in about 75% of your offense, uh, you know, you turn three of your top four targets, you do lose uh, the kid, uh, Britton Covey, who is their, kind of their slot underneath receiver and also a dangerous kick returner, ran one back in the Rose Bowl, but... Uh, you do have a running back coming back, Tavion Thomas, who I think can build upon last year. You know that this team is always physical at the point of attack on both sides of the football. And they're the toughest team because Kyle Whittingham, they really take his identity. They lose Devin Lloyd, the linebacker, to the draft and also lost Nephi Sewell. But you reload in the transfer portal. You have Mahmoud Diabate, the Florida Gator transfer, and also Gabe Reed and Kareen Reed, who started in six games for the Utes last season. So this is just a Utah team putting the Ohio State game side in the Rose Bowl because Ohio State gets explosive plays on offense against everybody. Utah really kind of limits that. You don't see a lot of, you know, big plays down the field and big pass plays get their secondary getting beat. They play a 4-2-5, so they essentially play a nickelback in the scheme pretty much down for down. So I think Utah's better than USC. I think right now they have the best coach, at least the established coach in the conference, and Kyle Whittingham. So they should be the favorite. I know Oregon's got talent. I do think Washington is going to be a little bit better if Kalen DeBoer is the head coach. We'll see who's going to start at quarterback, if it's going to be Michael Penix or it's going to be young Heward of the Heward families uh, up there in uh, Seattle. But they might be an improved team you can look at on the win total. But I still think the Utes are the team to beat. Wes, it was bittersweet there for you watching the monitor here in the studio. It was Matthias Schwab that made a bogey, so he is now two shots off the lead here. He is through 13 holes, so let's see, five holes left to play, and he's trailing the yeah, leaders Yeah, he hit it two. from mush to mush, basically, Schmid, so now he is 16-1. to one. 
Kevin Streelman, even money. Trey Mullinax, plus 140. Adam Svensson, 14 to 1. So Schmidt is two back here. Hurley Lawn's still out there, 22 under, trying to post a number. He's 25 to 1. But basically, for Schmidt, he's going to need what he got a few holes ago to make a birdie and then Mullinax and Streelman to drop something. As uh, Mullinax not liking that tee shot here or that approach shot here at number 14. So, uh, Going to be a tough two putt, I think, for him. So uh, we're trying to get another one home, but this is obviously very hard. And you got guys that have not been in contention a lot, at least of late, trying to get a win, trying to get that open championship spot. So uh, not over yet, but certainly not what I wanted to see from my guy. I said bittersweet. The bitter part was Matty Schwab. The uh, sweet part was your boy Bo Van Pelt draining a birdie on the 18th hole to shoot a 69. Yeah, BBP today. trying to stay on the tour. He had a lot of injury concerns. So, you know, good to see. And I mean, there's always stories, you know, amidst that, you know, what's weak field or gets criticized. There's always stories out there. Guys grinding to try to stay on the tour. Where is he from again? He is from Richmond, Indiana. There you go. I knew there was a reason he liked Bo Van Pelt. We'll be back with some more football talk. Taking a look at week one games in the NFL when we return. This is Betting Across America on VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Sports Betting Network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Wes, we're talking a lot of football, both college and pro on the program today. I don't want to switch over to week one in the NFL. Week one is 60 days away. It will kick off on Thursday, September 8th with the Buffalo Bills visiting the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. And we mentioned a little earlier in the program that in week one, going to be very difficult for survivor players. There are 10 home underdogs on the schedule in week one, and one of those technically is the Los Angeles Rams. Now, mm-hmm. they're only getting a point. This is almost a pick'em game, but they are indeed a home underdog. 
Anything on that Thursday night game that catches your interest? Well, and and look, you're seeing them favorite, the Bills favorite in some markets, and then you're still seeing pick them. I think there's a couple that still might have like the Rams minus one, minus a dollar five, including uh, at BetMGM, I believe I'm seeing on the screen here. But they, they have not, the Rams as a dog. Okay, okay, then this hasn't updated. Uh, but look, I think the Bills are going to close the favorite in this game. I, I just. It's it's that old angle that we always see, especially in NBA and in NHL, but pretty much all sports. That ringing banner night, and you got the road team that's seeing the banner get hung up and waiting in the tunnel, or having to wait extra time in the locker room. And it's like, you know, we want that. We yeah. want that moment, and and these guys have it, and we want it. And you know, maybe seeing that team be focused here, and and I wouldn't be surprised if consensus that the Bills are going to close the favorite. So we'll see how much it'll be. I don't expect that it's going to be all one way traffic where you're going to get it up to like two and a half or three or somewhere like that. So you know, Rams, I'm sure will be in teasers place because it's like, oh, I'm getting the Super Bowl champion as an underdog. So. Closer you get to kickoff, obviously, depending on what happens in training camp, you know, unless like Stafford or Josh Allen like tears an ACL in a preseason game or in a drill or something like that, you're going to get pretty much two way, I think, as you get closer to the game where respected opinion and even public opinion on both sides. Let's take a look at the New Orleans Saints and the Atlanta Falcons game. I think this is an interesting NFC South contest here, and basically everybody is resigned to the fact that the the Falcons are not going to be a very good football team this year. Of course, they lose Matt Ryan. They replace him with Marcus Mariota, who comes over, used to be a backup here in Las Vegas for the Raiders. They draft Desmond Ritter as well. Um, but New Orleans is going on the road with a new coach in Dennis Allen, and I know they have a very good defense. They will likely be without Alvin Kamara for this game, a running back who is facing an unknown amount of suspension, uh, and they're laying five and a half points on the road. That just seems a little strong. Yeah, and I like the Saints this year, but I don't like five and a half. It seems like that's been the game that's really been getting bet here. This Open, I think three and a half I saw basically low and I've seen pretty much one way traffic because I think we know that the Atlanta Falcons probably going to be bad Mm -hmm. probably going to be one of the worst teams in the league it looks like a stopgap there with Marcus Mariota at quarterback this is not a team I think with a lot of talent right now even though they drafted Drake London out of USC and Kyle Pitts as a tight end so those are good young players just not necessarily a tongue around them they've you know had to shuffle the offensive line who's going to be the primary running back. The best runner they have actually is a receiver, Cordero Patterson, yes. in the running game. So I understand why the money's coming on the Saints. And and in a macro level, I like the Saints this year because I think that this is kind of a, a team that's a little bit under the radar because, look, the Bucks are the rightful favorite in the South. But when you look at the Saints, I actually think it's a good thing with the coaching change. Not that Sean Payton was not a terrific coach and didn't have a terrific run there. Obviously won a Super Bowl championship for New Orleans. But I think it got to a point, Brady, where it was like, maybe he wasn't getting through anymore. Or maybe, you know, it just, you know, you wear out well, your welcome he, he a little was, bit. He was there at least a decade, Yeah. Right? Yeah, and look at look a at long time. Look at what any... happened with him and Michael Thomas. They got yeah. sideways, and probably both guys to blame for that. But Michael Thomas, by the way, comes back from injury this year, so he should be healthy. You have Jameis Winston. You're finally going with Jameis as your quarterback. None of this Taysom Hill. You know, we're gonna try to you know because I think that was kind of Sean Payton's pet project. Like he wanted to pigeonhole and make Taysom Hill their heir apparent to Drew Brees, and it just never happened. So Hill is back at tight end. I think where he belongs. You add Jarvis Landry. 
you add, you know, you get the kid out of Northern Iowa who's now got to play left tackle to replace Armstead, but it's a pretty good offensive line. We know this defense is very good, and I think Dennis Allen has the respect of the locker room. Mm-hmm. Because he was the defensive yeah. coordinator and because he was the primary man that really helped improve that defense, I think the Saints are a sneaky, under-the-radar team in the NFC. And I'm not just talking about, like, making the playoffs. I'm talking about, you know, maybe this team makes a deep run, maybe gets to the second weekend or possibly the NFC Championship game. However, I don't want to bet it at five and a half. Yeah, that seems a little bit strong in week one. And I think there could be some buyback. If that gets to like six or six and a half, you will see some wise guys and some sharp guys. Maybe they got out ahead of the number and see if they could try to middle or maybe dummy up the number a little bit so they can buy back a better one. All right, let's look at another one here. This is another road favorite and expected to be a good team in the NFC, and that is the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears, another team that's not expected to be very good Mm -hmm. at all. Uh, San Francisco laying six and a half on the road, and if you remember last season, uh, I believe it was coming out of their bye week or close to that. San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo went on the road to Chicago. They were favored by what I believe was the exact same number here of six and a half. And they went in there and they beat the Bears pretty good. I think they won that game by double digits. They won by about eight to ten points, if I recall. But basically, you're getting the same spread here with you know everything being equal pretty much for both teams except for the Niners have a brand-new quarterback who started one game in his life in the NFL. Yeah, I, And I find it a little odd that they're still laying that big of a price. I, I, I'm probably like you. We don't expect Chicago to be that great. But still, like we talked about with New Orleans, that, mm-hmm. that's a big number. It would be bears or nothing. Right now I'm going to choose nothing because this looks like an easy pass to me because you're getting Lance as a starter – who is obviously very unproven. You're getting Justin Fields as a starter, who's maybe a little bit more proven because he had more reps as a starter, but still, he's behind an offensive line that still is very much a work in progress in Chicago. They didn't do anything to help that No, line they the did not, and, and it's still a very good defensive front, I believe, for the 49ers. So right now, this would be an easy pass on the Week 1 card for me. All right, a lot of people are high on the Philadelphia Eagles, and we talked about it in a segment earlier that uh, maybe there's some love out there for the Detroit Lions to be vastly improved this year as well. They will meet up in week one in Detroit, another home dog here, the Lions catching four and a half. I, I tell you, again, the number on the dog looks a little attractive to and, me. And the Eagles are one of those teams. And look, uh, I think kind of the market really likes the Eagles, really like what they did, yeah. getting A.J. Brown, really getting some help for Jalen Hurts. This is kind of the fish or cut bait season for Jalen Hurts <laughs> where they're going to figure out, okay, is this guy our future? Can we go to the pay window long term with this guy? So Philadelphia, if you probably look roster for roster, might have a little bit more talent than the Dallas Cowboys, I think, up yeah. and down the roster, in my opinion. So that's why you've seen Philadelphia, I think, really get the support in that market. Uh, they they crushed Detroit last year, so Detroit might be looking for a little bit of payback. I mean, they absolutely stomped them, uh, on, I, I think, in Detroit last year. So well, sometimes these teams that get a lot of the hype, Brady, I look to go. I like to go against a little bit in week one, and maybe this is one of those. Even though I do like this Eagles team long term, and that's one thing I want to tell betters: just because you like a team long term, doesn't necessarily mean you have to bet them every single week, mm-hmm. or you have to come right out of the box and bet them. Okay, don't let your season wins bets. We talk about that with like baseball now, a much longer season, but it's like, oh, because I bet this team over season wins, it's like I got to bet them every game. No, you do not. So, you know, just because you like the Eagles to win the division, this is just one week. 
don't necessarily chase a bad number. I think if, if, if a five shows, I might be interested in Detroit here in this spot. Yeah, and you talk about teams, you know, there's always one or two, it seems, every offseason, an offseason darling mm-hmm. that, that everybody's all over. And, and some I, live up to it, and some absolutely disappoint. Right, and, and you said you sometimes like to go against them, and, and I think part of the reasoning there is because of all that offseason hype, the numbers tend to get inflated. Mm-hmm. So there's value to go the other way. Yeah, no question about it. So, uh, yeah, I would not be, you know, running to necessarily bet the Eagles in week one. All right, just a minute left here, Wes, but uh, I'm going to go back to your Colts. This one here in opening week one looks very familiar to what we saw a couple weeks ago or a couple years ago when they opened on the road at Jacksonville Mm -hmm. laying eight and a half. Uh, the Jaguars were not a good team at that point. They open at the Houston Texans this year. The Houston Texans don't appear to be a good team at this point. The Colts on the road laying seven and a half. It looks eerily similar. Boy, that yeah. one to the Jaguars, they lost outright. And I don't like divisional road favorites necessarily in week number one. And I certainly don't like this one. Maybe the Colts at seven and a half could be a teaser option down to there one and a half. If you want to tease an underdog up, like we were talking about those options earlier. But that is all I would do at this point. All right. An update for you on the golf and the baseball when we return and then we wrap up the program and hand it off to Jonathan Von Tobel for the Hardwood Handicappers next here on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but for future events as well. Betting splits are another way that VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. And just like that, Wes, the Atlanta Braves walk it off right in front of our eyes here in the studio. They were locked in an extra inning affair, the bottom of the 12th inning with the Washington Nationals, and they get it done 4-3. to three. And we want to talk about some NFL, or excuse me, some Major League Baseball divisional races in this segment. This one all of a sudden got that much more interesting with the Atlanta Braves getting the victory uh, combined with the New York Mets losing to the Marlins today. Atlanta is now just a game and a half back of the New York Mets in the National League East. And if you look at the prices here at BetMGM, and these may be adjusted here as we speak, but the uh, price in the National League East to win the division, the Braves were at 135 plus 135, and the Mets were at Mm -hmm. minus 155. Uh, the Braves look fairly attractive right now. Yeah, they do. And and look, uh, the, what we always wait on for the Mets when we get to this time of year, it's like, okay, when's the shoe going to drop in terms of the injuries for the Mets? But they really got them early in the season in terms of uh, – you know, what's going on with uh, the pitching. We know Scherzer missed time, obviously. DeGrom has been out. But it's not like the Mets have really fallen off the face of the earth. This team is still 20 games over 500. This is still a very good team. But, you know, you just want to see them get get a little bit healthier. Uh, uh, obviously, DeGrom's still on the injured list. McGill has been on the injured list. He's going to be out for a while. So we anticipate DeGrom's going to return, I would think, within the next couple to few weeks at least. But, you know, the Mets have stayed relatively healthy, but 
the Braves just they got off to that really horrible start and and were kind of disappointing. Of course, uh, Freddie Freeman does move on uh, now with the Dodgers, and then Matt Olson, the replacement. But I think Matt Olson has been very good, and I think it's really young guys that have stepped up here. Michael Harris, who right now is the favorite, I believe, for the NL Rookie of the Year, and who's the second choice? That would be Spencer Strider, who was uh, I think he had like ten strikeouts the other night. He was throwing over a hundred miles an hour, just throwing hard. I was watching their game. I want to say it was on Thursday night. It might have been Wednesday night against the Cardinals when Strider was going. I think he had nine strikeouts through the first three innings. So he has been an absolute uh, revelation for these guys. Max Freeze, of course, has been, you know, Max Freed has been really solid. And then uh, uh, Kyle Wright has really stepped up this year. If they can just get Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson, two pretty quality pitchers at the back end of that rotation, pitching better. This is the team to watch out for. Now, Ozzy Albies, by the way, still out with a foot injury. He went on the injured list in the middle of June. So you would anticipate kind of mid-August that they would get him back. But yeah, I think the Braves are the absolute mover here. I don't know if the Phillies can really catch in the division, but I think the Phillies very live, and they were who I liked in the division in preseason. The Phillies absolutely right there for the wild card now. Well, the Phillies uh, at 16-1 to to win the National League East Division, they did lose to the St. Louis Cardinals today, 4-3 to your final. The Pittsburgh Pirates currently doubling up on the Milwaukee Brewers, 8-4 to in the bottom of the ninth inning. So it looks like uh, St. Louis is going to be able to pick up a game in Milwaukee there. I believe that would trim Milwaukee's lead in the NL Central to just two and a half games. And if you look at that market there, the Brewers at minus 270. The Cardinals at plus 195. Now, Wes, I kind of do like the Brewers long term, but that's a juicy price on St. Louis. It is a big price, and I think it has a lot of recency bias because the Cardinals have dropped games. They did get one today, so now still four over 500. And look, uh, how long can Paul Goldschmidt you know, go ahead and do what he's been doing. And, you know, I was surprised to see Goldschmidt, like the odds on favorite to win the NL MVP. I was too. Yeah, I, I think that that's a lot tighter. I mean, I think Mookie Betts mm-hmm. and Trey Turner and Pete Alonzo, Manny Machado, those guys I think are just as live. So if you're looking at awards market, I would not be betting Goldie necessarily odds on. Uh, Might s- bet on his teammate or Arenado. Yeah, absolutely, who who has had a terrific year in St. Louis. Uh, you look at, at the Cardinals, right? now they're dealing with some injury issues Yachty Molina is battling a knee issue Tyler O'Neill is out Harrison Bader is out so you've got three starters that have been out at least for the better part of the last couple weeks Jack Flaherty who they got off the injured list is now back on the 15-day DL with a shoulder injury that was the last week of June they put him on so that's why I think you're seeing St. Louis kind of revert back a little bit. Because if you look at the Milwaukee Brewers, this is not a team that really hits very well, Bade Brady. They're right. very down right. in terms of a lot of the average and you know uh, OBP and OPS and all that stuff. They're very down in the National League. They win on pitching, and they win because they have one of the best closers in the game and Josh Hader. So Milwaukee... I'm a little bit surprised that they've still maintained this lead because last year they had so many pitchers that had career years. And we're seeing that hurt the White Sox too, by the way, in the AL Central this year because 
all those guys that had career years, it's like you can only go down. But the Brewers really haven't. At least Corbin Burns has not. He has been an absolute ace, even though not quite the numbers he had last year. But Woodruff's been a little down. Peralta's been a little down from last year. But somehow, some way, they're finding out. And I think uh, Lauer, even though he's going to take the loss today, is absolutely has been a little bit better than I think people anticipated. Let's look at the American League Central, another interesting division race. The other divisions are, you know, almost a foregone conclusion. The Yankees, a 15-game lead that they have in the American League East. They will take on Boston, who is in second place tonight. We'll take a look at that Sunday night baseball game in our final segment. You've got the American League West, where the Houston Astros, I believe that's around a 15-game margin, maybe 12 games mm-hmm. out in front for the Houston Astros. And then you've got the National League West, where the Dodgers have a fairly sizable cushion a seven game margin over the san diego padres san diego currently losing to the giants today eight to nothing but the dodgers are also losing the cubs have increased their lead now eight to four this one is already way over the total and we're in the bottom of the fourth inning excuse me bottom of the third inning and it's eight to four in favor of chicago your in-game total is 18 Chavez Ravine pumping out some runs today. But back to the American League Central. The Minnesota Twins currently lead that division, and they are currently leading the Texas Rangers 6-5. to five. Now, the second choice on the odds board is the Chicago White Sox at plus 185. The Cleveland Guardians at almost 5-1, to one, plus 475. The Guardians trail the Twins in the standings by three and a half games. The Chicago White Sox trail by five games, yet they are the second choice. Twins are minus 120 to win the division. I I don't know if I trust any of these teams, Wes. I don't really. I mean, if I had to, I'd say the White Sox just because it's like you feel like they have too much talent. Uh, you I know, feel not like they're the biggest to... underachiever, too. They, they they are, and and I think one of the reasons why is because of the pitching, because you had Giolito had a career year. Lynn had a career year. Lynn just got back from the DL, I think, like three weeks ago. And he was great when he came back yeah. against the Giants. Yeah, and now Rodon, who you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, is now in San Francisco, so he's gone. The Dallas Keuchel experiment <laughs> did not work out. Michael Kopech, I still think, if you look at the peripherals, has some regression coming, so when you when you look at what's going on with with the White Sox, you just wonder when are they going to finally turn this around. They have been an absolute disappointment. By the way, the Kopech did get the win today, uh, four to two. But they've had injuries. I know part of the excuse is they've had injuries because uh, T. A. missed a little bit of time. Tim Anderson, and then uh, we know that uh, Paul or uh, not Pollock, but uh, Grandal is still out with an injury. We know Jimenez missed a lot of time. Mendick going to be out for the rest of the season with that torn ACL, but that's what's happening with this team. They're just, they're so inconsistent offensively. Like they get eight runs on Saturday and then get shut out on Friday night. So you're just not seeing it. And, 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 and all like the people that were critical of Tony LaRussa, who kind of had to shut up last year because they obviously had a very good season. Now it's kind of like, has the game passed him by? You know, he obviously still knows you're not you're not going to know, not know baseball, but the new baseball in terms of how it's managed in terms of, you know, your rotation and your pitch counts, when you use bullpens, when you use a shift, it's a lot more numbers based. It's a lot more analytics based. And you see, feel like maybe La Russa is a little bit behind in that regard. That's certainly the criticism I see as there's still two games under 500. But I still think they're the most talented team in that division. If I were betting the AL Central, I would be betting the Southsiders. Yeah, and I think uh, probably the conclusion for both you and I is I'm not going to bet it. I, there's yeah. just too much uncertainty there. Uh, you know, 
know, because I'm not, sometimes I'm not, a, I'm, not a, I'm, not a, I'm not ready to go back to twins. Well, sometimes you feel Cleveland like momentum, like maybe you know the boulder gets running down the hill a little bit and you can't stop it. And that could be the case for the White Sox. If you made me, that's who I would take because look, I don't know if the Twins can really hold up. Certainly, the Guardians who got close, they've kind of fallen off a little bit. And they were beaten today by the Kansas City Royals five to one. Just barely avoided a shutout. Hurley Long is your leader in the clubhouse at the Barbasol Championship. I've got the wrong German because mine uh, has <laughs> faded now uh, to 19 under. He is currently 7th oh. outright. Yeah, I believe it was the 14th or 15th hole or so where he had a wayward shot, and I guess that went sideways. So Matty Schmidt doesn't look like he's going to get it done for us, but Trey Molinax and Kevin Streelman, they are your leaders at the Barbasol, sharing the lead at 24 under par. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Are you planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experience, Experiences and valuable perks when you wager on your BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. We round out the program here with the final segment, a little baseball talk, a Sunday night baseball preview for you at Fenway Park. The Red Sox hosting the New York Yankees. Before we pass the baton to our friend Jonathan Von Tobel, who is live from the Thomas and Mac for his uh, Sunday show, Hardwood Handicappers, down there covering the Summer League. JVT's been down there all week long. He and Matt Humans for The Edge and now doing his Sunday show from the T&M as well. 
I think it's really been cool that we've been out there in front of this summer league, which is kind of a combination of college and pro basketball. Yeah, right? certainly some fun games, by the way, this weekend. Uh, getting a look at a, a lot of the new rookie crops, some of the second year guys as well. But uh, uh, Paulo Boncaro, yeah. game winning block, the number one pick, of course, of the Orlando Magic. Uh, Chet Holmgren famously was the number one pick. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't bet the chalk on drafts this year when they first open the markets because none of them have come through. NHL. Major, or excuse me, NBA, NFL. Don't bet the chalk on the opener, at least for this year. But yeah, a lot of gra- of the great rookies out there. Chet Holmgren, by the way, you know, you wonder how many of these games these rookies are going to play out there too, because you want to rest these guys because this is a tournament. You're playing several games out here more than likely. So you don't expect the Boncaros and the Chet Holmgrens and the Jabari Smith to have a really too much of a heavy workload, at least certainly for the summer league. Uh, Speaking of NBA, one of the all-time NBA greats, we were monitoring a little bit this event in Lake Tahoe, the American Century Championship that they have every year, Stableford scoring. Thinking Charles Barkley was going to finish top 70. I think that was the prop. Man, he got close. He's shown improvements, but a T-74, unfortunately, for the Chuckster. I was hoping that he would get in that top 70 and run a little smack on Steph Curry. I know they were having some uh, good-natured fun there, but uh, nevertheless, uh, getting down to the nitty-gritty here between Joe Pavelski, Mark Mulder, and Tony Romo, who's going to take this thing in Tahoe. Yeah, and uh, you talk about Charles Barkley finishing 74th. That was a very popular prop bet, the very most popular bet, I believe, of the entire market there for the Century Tournament of Champions up Mm -hmm. in Lake Tahoe was Barkley to finish inside the top 70. So I think the books cleaned house on that one. I think I read that 90% of the bets were on Barkley to come in. People were obviously rooting for the Chuckster. Yeah, exactly. The Chucksters put in the work, though. I mean, he's not dead last. Uh, I mean, it used to be him and Larry the Cable Guy would always have to play in a twosome there <laughs> because, you know, these rounds were going to be long with all the extra shots. But uh, Chuckster T-74, so showing some progress in the golf game, at least. All right, the uh, PGA Tour, the real golf, if you will, the alternate event in uh right outside of Lexington, Kentucky at Keen Trace Golf Club. Unfortunately, Matthias Schwab looks like he will not get it done. Matty for... Schmidt, but there is a Matthias Schwab, though, out there from oh, Austria. I'm sorry. So, yeah. I, yeah. I think I called him Brady, that twice. Brady, I did, I did it earlier, too, I think. So uh, Schmidt now down to We seventh. called Hurley Long, Adam Long, you know, yeah, these alternate we're, we're, events. We're confused, and, <laughs> and well, but one of the things we're not confused about is it might be a two-guy tournament here at this standpoint. At least BetMGM certainly thinks so. Trey Mullinax, minus 115 to get this home he is 24 under tied with kevin streelman a couple time winner on the pga tour at minus 105 and then you have mark hubbard 25 to 1 he has one hole left to play he is at 22 under and then adam svensson at 50 to 1 maybe can make a little run here he's only got four holes left to play but he is at 21 under but somebody's getting on a flight and getting on a charter over to St. Andrews, the winner of this thing. To Fife, Scotland, coming up next. Looks like it'll either be Trey Mullinax or Kevin Streelman. Kevin Streelman, certainly a PGA Tour veteran who I believe has played in the British Open before, so he would love to get back there and play the old course. He really, you and I were talking about it for probably the last hour. You look at all these names. Kevin Streelman. He's the guy that's been the more proven winner. Kevin Streelman in his early 40s, and look, uh, when you reach your 40s, sometimes that's when you slow down a little bit, and 
Streelman here because, look, he wants to stay out on the PGA Tour. You know, it seems like all these guys want to get away. He's like, I want to stay out here. So I got to play this and pick up FedEx Cup points, see if I can get a win, get a two-year exemption, and uh, be out here and make some money and play professional golf on the best tour in the world for a couple more years. Well, the Milwaukee Brewers do indeed end up getting beaten by the Pittsburgh Pirates as Kevin Streelman. I just mushed it because he about threw that putter like Happy Gilmore there. And then Kevin Streelman, uh, you know, I've watched him play enough to know that he's a pretty above average putter. Not so much there. He is going to drop one shot back now of Trey Mullinax. Boy, uh, he knew knew how big that putt was and and obviously reacted accordingly. So we'll get the adjustment at BetMGM, but obviously it is going to be now that he is one shot back at the leader. Yeah, I I would say Mullinax is going to be better than a $2 favorite with two holes to play and a one-stroke advantage, maybe minus 300. Uh, The Pittsburgh Pirates topped the Milwaukee Brewers 8-6. to The St. Louis Cardinals beat the Phillies 4-3, to so St. Louis gains a game there in the division over the Milwaukee Brewers, just uh, two and a half games back now out of first place. Minnesota, they hang on and they beat the Texas Rangers 6-5, to your final there. Still 2 to nothing. the Houston Astros over the Oakland Athletics, a very low-scoring game there, top of the seventh inning by the Bay, and your in-game total is at five. The Arizona Diamondbacks leading the Colorado Rockies 2 to nothing. This one all the way into the top of the seventh inning. Your in-game total here is at four and a half, and uh, not the not the case uh, in Chavez Ravine. This, this game is in the bottom of the third, <laughs> and we've got we we're over a half hour, over over ninety minutes old at least. This game is still in the bottom of the third. Both starting pitchers have been chased in this game, by the way. It is eight to five, bottom of the third with the Cubs. Mookie Betts up at the dish, bases loaded, two outs, bottom of the third. Oof. The, the, this game might dip in uh, the late Sunday night baseball game tonight. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, we saw an in-game total on this game just earlier at 18. It is currently off the board as they wait to see what happens with Mookie Betts and the bases loaded. But uh, you could get an in-game total well over 20 here pretty quick. Uh, San Francisco and San Diego, bottom of the sixth inning. Make that the top of the sixth inning from Petco Park. And it's been all Giants, eight to nothing over San Diego right now. Your in game total here is at 11. Toronto and Seattle in a good one. It looked like Toronto was going to get this one as they were leading the Mariners four to one. But the Mariners, they've won seven games in a row, trying to make it eight. And they're not out of this one yet. They're trailing four to three in the top of the sixth inning. Your in game total here is at 10 and a half. And of course, Wes, that brings us to Sunday night baseball, the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox. New York trying to take three out of four from the Bo Sox, who they lead in the division by 15 games. Boston is in second place and trail the Yankees by 15 games. This will be Nick Pavetta going for the Boston Red Sox against Jamison Tyone, and the New York Yankees here at BetMGM have gone all the way to minus 145 favorites. Yeah, and look, uh, you can't really argue it. By the way, uh, Red Sox uh, did get a walk-off win with Verdugo last night. That was lucky for me. But, you know, when you look at the Yankees, there's just so many superlatives right now. They have 12 more home runs than any other team. They lead the entire Major League Baseball in walks. We know what Judge has done, currently the favorite for the AL MVP, even though Otani right on his trail. Stanton has been good. Uh, Best exit velocity of any batting lineup. Best barrel rate, especially Stanton and Judge. 
best bullpen, despite the fact that Green, Loisica, Chapman have been hurt. So Michael yeah, King. Yeah, I mean, what's going to come next yeah, for this team yeah. when everybody's healthy? Yeah, right? Michael King and Wandy Peralta have been good setup, seventh and eighth inning guys. Clay Holmes has been the closer this year. I mean, he's shutting the door on everybody. Best starting rotation based on XFIP, based on ERA, based on walks per uh, or strikeouts per walks ratio, I should say. So, you know. Tough to go against these these guys, basically. Probably Tyone is the worst pitcher in the rotation by the ERA, but he's still like 12th in, in uh, wins over replacement for pitchers. So the fact that, you know, that's the weak spot in your rotation. If it's Jamison Tyone, you're doing pretty well. So just uh, looking at uh, what I might anticipate this being, Yankees obviously getting a little bit of the money tonight. So uh, I would actually lean with the over in this spot at nine. I have not bet this These yet accordingly. The last but five hours. Yeah, right? I can see this going total. over. It didn't look like it was going over last night. It went to extra innings, three to three. Yankees get two in the top of the 10th, and then Red Sox walk it off with three in the bottom of the ninth. So I would certainly lean that way a little bit. But uh, I mentioned Tyone being the weak spot in the rotation. 363 ERA, that's not all that Pretty bad. And, good. Yeah. and then all of a sudden you got the Red Sox. By the way, remember when this team was 10 and 19, they're now 46 and 39. So to go 36 and 20 right in the heat of the wild card race. Well, Wes, it is on to British Open week, my friend. Yes. I will the see home you of next golf. week. The home of golf, St. Andrews. Can't wait. Thank you to Elliot Bass. I'm our producer. Thank you to all the technical crew behind the glass. That's going to do it for Betting Across America. Next up, it is Hardwood Handicappers with our man, JVT, right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a novice or a at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.